Ladies and fellows, men, welcome back to another episode of the No Script Podcast. It's your boy B-Rack here with my boy Dan Dutton. What up? So we have a very, very interesting episode for you guys today. Uh, the last episode was a little bit more on the serious side because you guys got a chance to hear both of our origin stories and you probably got like a little bit of tips and our view on how we kind of handled our path to where we got right now. So we thought we would switch it up and do something more engaging. So both topics should cater to a wide variety uh, of our friends. So our first thing we're going to dabble into is a top 10 favorite basketball players that we either watched or that we played with. And I'm already going to come out the gate and say that for anyone that's older than us, they don't have to be an old head, but MJ is not on this list. Okay. Like that does not take away anything from what he's accomplished. I did not watch him. I was born in 1992. So any YouTube videos that I could have watched highlights, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't remember much of MJ's career. So this is a personal list. This isn't like there really are no statistics like behind all this. So it's basically just like who we saw in our eyes that we thought like captured our love for basketball or that like stuck in our mind the best. So we do have a couple people that don't make the list that aren't necessarily in the top 10. So to kick it off, Dan's going to go ahead and give his list. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Dan, let me hear it. Yeah. Hey, and you put it perfectly. All right. So I've got MJ on this list. I don't got no old players on this list. Cause like you said, we didn't watch them. This is mm-hmm. strictly players that I have personally enjoyed watching in my life. So you know, that's just, just so everybody knows. Cause you don't put MJ in any type of basketball list. People freak out. They get angry. So I'm already going to uh, call out Peeb, Zach, you know, if you guys are going <laughs> to listen, please go ahead and you know, you can either dislike this video altogether, but <laughs> go ahead, Dan, let them have yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So off top, Number one, my goat, LeBron James. Okay. <laughs> he's he eighteen plus eighteen years or so in the league, and he's just been the man for such a long time. His highlights are endless. Mm-hmm. My man's been doing it all. And obviously, eventually we're gonna get to an episode where we it's a goat debate. So I'm not gonna make this about the goat debate. Oh, I can't wait for that. You know, can't it's gonna happen that. eventually. But uh this is just I mean he People look at him now and be like, oh, he don't do nothing. But they forget, man. People quickly forget what that Miami LeBron was like. What that he was, yeah, he, he was, was a problem. Like. The villain? Villain LeBron? Uh, he was he was, he was, he was a whole problem. But mm-hmm. he was fun to watch all career, man. Now even now he's like smarter and he, you know, it's just I enjoy watching him all the time. He the way he impacts the game. People be like, you know, he's flopping all that, whatever, man. I don't like that either, but he's still my number one. Okay. And uh yeah, we'll go number two. You know, we won't we won't stay too long on the LeBron debate, but okay. Number two, the very first player that I watched, I was like, that's my favorite player. I love watching him. Had about ten different jerseys of his. The answer, Allen Iverson. Yeah, go ahead and follow me on Twitch. X the answer. <laughs> Anyways, proceed. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was my man. His package was wild. His crossovers crazy. was crazy. And we talked about. You know, highlights don't count. YouTube videos don't count. So I didn't get the, you know, the him and Jordan crossover. I didn't watch that live. But I'm telling you, I've watched plenty. Watched it so many times. It, he's just, his package was wild. I enjoyed watching him. 
you know, had tons of his jerseys growing up. Even had the little I three armband and finger band you put on. I don't know yes. what the finger band did, but it was swaggy. And I did it, it. it made you want to dress different. Remember the shoes that you had? Every time I come over and hoop, Dan had these. If I didn't have like hooping shoes with me, if I rode my bike and had my sandals on, I bet yo Dan, let me let me rock a pair of your shoes if we're hooping. And peeves, if you're listening, uh, I don't know why you rag on me for wearing one of my boy's shoes. I mean, you know, he ain't dirty. So, anyways, <laughs> he had a pair of these. I don't, I don't even know which editions they were, but they were they were black and red. They had the regular laces, and then they had a zipper on it, and then a strap over the top. They were super super dope. So the yeah. auto pump. Nah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah you, I still you got to, those. You had to pump me up, dude. I still got those, and the in the, the zipper was gold. Yes, the zipper was gold. Shoot. They just they just don't know, and they no. they got Iversons right now. Yeah, yeah, I got them. I got those exact ones in my closet as we speak. So, you know, guy, he has to make he has to make my list. He's definitely, he definitely on the cut for our generation. If he's not, he has to be. Yeah, if he's not in your top, that just. I don't know, man. I don't know if he was, you're incredible. He was like one of the most exciting dudes to watch. He was so fearless and so he would just attack the basket. He didn't care who was there. He's going in. For anyone that everybody. watches Kyrie now, like Kyrie's layup package and like handles, they're probably they're top they're top one in my opinion. But before tier. him, it, it was definitely Iverson. Yeah. I mean he had Iverson had me out there doing that wide little head fake crossover, yes. you know, in the parks trying to get people. Mm-hmm. So he's my number two. Uh, you can't. I'll move on to the next one. You can't really have a, a list either without, you know, having Kobe Bryant on it. Absolutely, absolutely not. It'd be blasphemous if he. Did. Yeah, yeah. He's especially for our generation. You know, I got him on here, and this dude. I mean, I had a debate against Kobe. Ever since I became a LeBron fan, since LeBron came in the league, it was Kobe versus LeBron. You couldn't praise Kobe if you were a LeBron fan. And you couldn't praise LeBron if you were a Kobe fan. No. And it finally all ended, you know, when Kobe retired. And I was able to be like, man, that dude was so good. I loved watching him. It's just, you can't, it was hard to like, if I'm arguing with somebody at school, I can't be like, dude, Kobe was killing it. Because they'd be like, oh, I thought you were a LeBron fan. It's like, bro, I, I can appreciate greatness on both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, his, when, he was, when he was ready to take over the game, everybody knew he was taking a shot. It didn't matter. He was going to take it. And I'm, I know you got him on your list. Yes, you know, being 100%. a big Kobe fan, so I'll let you touch more on on the the Kobe highlights. Okay, but uh, and I know you got this dude on your list too because we used to watch we used to watch this video so many times. <laughs> if Joey ever uh, listens to this, he watches this video just as much. So go, yeah, go ahead and tell him who the player is first. Team Mac, Tracy okay. McGrady. So if you guys have never watch Tracy McGrady play if if your basketball like knowledge isn't that versatile there's an iconic game that's like just raved about in NBA history where he dropped 13 points in 33 seconds in a regular season game um against the San Antonio Spurs and like other than the fact that he was just making ridiculous shots you guys just <laughs> need to look up the video and just watch the last possession that got T-Mac the ball, and when the game is over and that video is almost over, please just look at the guy's face that caused a turnover and lost the ball. It's like the funniest (laughs) shit. Like, (laughs) you guys just have to look it up. Please just look up 13 points in 33 seconds. That that dude's face is hilarious, dude. (laughs) 
We've dude, watched that highlight just to, to pause it. Just to pause it and look at that dude. I'm pretty sure he never played another NBA game after that. <laughs> oh, shoot. That was so Bro. bad. The T-Mac was wild, man. He's He was crazy athletic. I mean, he was like, he obviously can take over the game when he was ready. Mm-hmm. You know, and I some loved people, watching him play. Some people were saying that he was basically comparable to Kobe if T-Mac ever, like, elevated his game mm-hmm. after Orlando. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Kobe came out and said that the only other person that would give him problems before KD ever came, came in the league was Trace McGrady because he could do everything that he could do, but he was longer. Yeah. So. yeah so. And I remember having T-Mac in the old video games. Dude, crazy. Crazy. Even in the 2K games, like, him on that Raptors team, yeah. even though, like, Vince was the main star, like, T-Mac was still getting buckets. You should be able to take him or Vince Carter, hit the baseline, take the joystick, and do a circle 360 dunk over anybody in the in the paint. Nobody was, was safe. That was meta before everybody cared about game metas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, move on to my next one. Shout out, Demas. Carmelo Anthony. Mellow. The first Mellow, okay? None of this LaMelo bullshit. The real Mellow. You know, and what I liked about him, Watching him and Kobe battle in those playoffs, like him and Kobe would go at it. Mm-hmm. I loved watching those dudes play. And it was just every possession, give him the ball, he's in the post. And then what is he doing now? He's, he's Dean up Kobe and just watching them two go back and forth was great. And then got to see him and AI play together. Man, I swear they was they were going to win it. That was like, oh, we're getting Iris in this ring. He deserves it. This is the year. I mean, they had a good team. They did have a good team. You know, it was, I mean, they just Corn couldn't get out of crazy. the, the first. Yeah, they had team, team cornrows, braids. <laughs> Shoot, all cornrow first team. <laughs> so, I'll, yeah, dude, I swear I thought they were going to win it. Yeah, that that was like one duo at the time. Because when they got together in like 05 and what, played together till 07, maybe? Or yeah. maybe it was like 03 to 05. But they that was one duo I wish would have won a chip. Because I just loved AI so much. And Melo was just super cold. I'm like, dude, these guys. And he was only like 23 or 24, Melo was. I'm like, dude, these yeah. guys got to win. Yeah, I thought that was it right there. I for sure thought it was. But, you know, it didn't happen. That sucks. But that a, that a good team. I still love watching Melo play. Him and AI together was a good time. With the Lakers now. <laughs> now him and LeBron. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. <laughs> Uh, shoot, sorry. We'll go to the next one. Next one. I'm bringing it, you know, to some younger cats that I like to watch. Mm-hmm. John Morant. I like it. I love watching that dude play. Like, when he's playing, it looks like he's having so much fun out there. And he's so fast and so explosive. Like, when he dunked on, what's his name from the Suns? Like, opposite, like, his body was going the opposite direction. And he threw it back and just Baines, dude. Aaron Baines. Yeah, Aaron I, I Baines. Swear to God, he's like a poster for, like, 17 different players. <laughs> He's first team all poster. He seriously is. He's just on the receiving end of just like amazing dunks. That's what he's recognized for. Oh man! And then some of those passes John Ramby doing in transition, like he just honestly, like even when he came in as a rookie, he just looks like you know he just some of those players they're in there. Obviously, he's playing serious, but he just looks like one of those dudes that's just like soaking it all up, like loving every minute of it, having fun, and it's just if you had to compare him to a current NBA player. There's really only two you can compare him to, but 
who would you say? You say if you compare John Morant to any current player? Yeah. It's kind of like a Westbrook. Kind of. Just yeah. not as angry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a little bit more media friendly. <laughs> more media friendly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get Wessel Westbrook dancing before it starts, you know, back when him, what was his name? It was like Payne or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Before the games would start. And then once. Once that was over, it was a. Hey, I ain't smiling. No friends. He got. He doesn't. He doesn't have friends. He got coworkers. He's got coworkers and just the enemy. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, who, who would you say the other the other one is? Uh, I mean, just for pure athleticism and explosion. I mean, Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm not saying like there wouldn't be a Russell Westbrook without Derrick Rose, but like Russell Westbrook showed what Derrick Rose could have been if he would like never gotten hurt, like, cause you saw how far his athleticism carried him. But I think Derek Rose would have developed a, a jump shot, a more patented jump shot at some point. Cause you know, I love Russell, but that dude be going like nine for 37, <laughs> just terrible decision-making, but I digress. Go ahead, Dan. You can continue your yeah, list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get on Russell Westbrook at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, move on to the next one then. Uh, Luka, Luka Doncic. He is he's crazy because he's so smooth. He's super he, silky, bro. He came in as a rookie and he didn't play like a rookie. Mm-mm. He he was it looked like he was his game already matured. He's patient sometimes. Obviously, you watch sometimes and he's trying to force it and he's not doing what he's, what he should be doing. But most of the time, his because he's not a crazy, super explosive, athletic, you know, dude. He's just so smart and so like smooth, like. One of the smoothest dudes I've watched. Go ahead, my bad. No, it's saying one of the smoothest dudes I've watched recently. I can't like I mean, usually the players now that are like killing it, if you're not like an explosive fast person, you're just a, a spot up shooter. And this dude just does it all. I think what makes him like so lethal is that because he's played and that's what some people will argue about well, he's been a pro since he was like thirteen. Well, yeah. I mean, dude. Argue with Europe, man, not me. (laughs) So he's had time to develop against, you know, grown-ass men. And it's not that he's fast, but he knows exactly what he wants to do. And he's probably seen enough defenses. And obviously when he transitions to the NBA, you know, he's got to still adapt. But it's like every every crossover, every step back is calculated. And it's like he's so confident in his game. It's just – it's crazy. I love watching him too, bro. Yeah. yeah, Some of those shots he he makes too. Like a little, a little step back or something, come off the pick, and he's just deep. Like it's just, he's just smooth, man. I like watching him, and he, he's, I guess, like when things are going his way, you can tell he's out there having fun. I've seen him, he he'd get a little like uh, upset, he get a little heated, a little heated when things aren't going his way. But yeah, I still, I love watching that dude play. Man. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to the next one, another young cat, Zion. He's young. He don't look like it, but. And more specifically, okay, I've watched, you know, his, his when he came to the league as a rookie and he's freaking built like a human version of Thanos. And Seriously. he just yanks the ball out of like grown men's hands. Mm-hmm. He just dunks like he did to Giannis and Giannis's hands. He could probably hold, you know, almost his whole hand fits around the basketball. And Zion just went in there and said, Give me that. Didn't just matter. ripped it. And I love watching that dude, but specifically, even more, his high school highlights. It's crazy. It wasn't even fair. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, just imagine. All right, you study all night. 
for like an algebra test. You get in there, it kicks your ass, you fail, you got a headache. But man, it sucks. All right, we got a game tonight, and you show up, and you got to guard Zion. Yeah, coach puts you in. He's like, hey, you need to you need to check Zion, and you're just like, <laughs> you're already mentally defeated because you failed algebra. He just looks at you like little boy. Exactly. This dude was built. Not he was he was ridiculous. He dunking on everybody. He just I don't understand how he didn't just score every single point that the team had to have. Like, at some point, he's like, all right, you got to go ahead and go. His highlights are just. I'd have been so out of the game quick. I, the quickest five fouls of all time to get me out of the game, so I would not have to guard him. What you want me to do, coach? Like, I wrapped him up. He still went up. This dude, bro, he's, he was crazy. Even his college highlights were good. And I'm just excited to see, like, where he goes from here. You know, he develops some type of little jump shot, and he's just going to be – I know people talk about the weight issue. They're like, oh, he's, yeah. he's like 280-something. Heavy. Like, yeah, but, I mean – Come on, the guy's only 19 or 20. Like, at least give him a shot. Like, dude's already writing him off because of his weight. I'm like, dude, he is, he is banging people in the paint with grown-ass men. Like, in a game where, like, the three-point shot and spreading the floor is, like, the meta. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. it's crazy to watch. I, I love watching Zion. I hope he, like, flourishes and, and becomes an all-time great. But Yeah. yeah. Dude, if, like, I, I get what people are saying, like, his – his weight, yeah, it can be hard on your your body and your knees and stuff. But like mm-hmm. you said, he's young. Like eventually, he'll probably he might get it together. But if not right now, he's he's throwing men right. around. Yeah, exactly. And that's great entertainment. Yeah, I love watching it. All right, and then we'll go go to the next one. We've already talked about him at one point. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose. I mean, Derek Rose. Okay, I threw Derrick Rose in there. And here was the thing: uh, he was great to watch. I love watching him. Couldn't root for him in the playoffs, obviously, because it was always, you know, against Bulls, LeBron of them. Against LeBron, and you know, he had one of the worst players, one of the most hated players of my life, and Noah on their team couldn't stand oh. that dude. All right, if we do an all-time hated players, he's gonna be number one, two, and three. The dude was a bum. <laughs> he like came. I don't know why he thought he could talk so much trash, but he did. Whatever. Bro, he That's just cool. didn't like the vacation in Cleveland, dude. I mean, nobody like- does. <laughs> But, but yeah, but Rose, Rose's package was stupid. Like, come on, man, dude was his explosiveness, like especially at a young age too. Like he was just, it was kind of sneaky was too, because he was like emotionless, kind of. Yeah. Like you know, when Russell goes in there, he's just very emphatic, yeah. very emotional. Like when D Rose went in there, it was just like you didn't even realize this dude had springs on you until it was too late. Yeah, yeah, he got some, he got some crazy highlights, dunking on. Uh, let me dunk on Goran one time. Oh, stupid. Yes. If you guys have never seen the highlight, please look up Derrick Rose uh, dunk versus the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns. And he absolutely just, you know, put this guy into another timeline with this dunk. It was nuts. Stupid. And I like watching Or you know, in all the, the playoffs when they were going against LeBron, like, he played great. And I couldn't root for him, obviously. But I still recognize. I was like, when this is over with, I'll, then I'll give him his props. Mm-hmm. And I remember like watching. I was actually, uh, I was at Jessica's when we were dating, you know, and they live in Chicago and mm-hmm. they were playing, you know, LeBron and them. And he, when he hit that uh, inbounce uh, three pointer mm-hmm. at the buzzer, and then they like, he did that look where he, you know, yes, like, it was they, a meme. They made a, a meme. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like that shot was, at the time, I was like, dang, man. But I knew it was a great shot and I was happy for him, but I'm glad they still lost the series. Of course. 
But uh, okay, we'll move on. So number ten is a personal favorite. Okay, you know a lot of people aren't gonna know this guy, but my brother Robert. Google him. Google, Google him. Google him. Google him. My man's highlights is sick. So yeah, my brother, man. I growing up used to love watching him play. Uh, you know, being in I, I know being in middle school, you know, and younger, just going to the high school games to watch him play, dude. There was like nothing nobody could tell me if we were ever playing somewhere with older dudes. I'm like, my brother would cook you guys, bro. Like, you don't, don't. He's somewhere else, but I can go get him right now. He just cook all. <laughs> I'll you. call like, him right now. You know, and, and I just remember even when we went to high school and watching, like, as a freshman watching a senior play, and I'm like, bro, my brother would cook this whole squad. And there was nothing nobody could tell me, dude. I love watching him play, and like, he played with such an attitude. He was so cocky. He'd be trash talking, and I just I loved every minute of it, dude. I love watching him play. Even like I know it's a basketball list, but even watching him play football. In high school and college, I love watching him play, and dude, he was he was fun. Even like when he would take me along, I had to tag along as the younger brother. You know those rare occasions where I had to go play basketball with them somewhere. It was always a great time. I felt invincible. I was like, I'm just gonna yeah. pass it to this dude right here, and that's a bucket. At our age, he was the ultimate cheat code. So like, I know whenever I came over, like for those of you that were either the athlete in the family or that had a family member relative that was an athlete growing up like you saw the like the magazines that you would mm-hmm. be on the cover the pictures and stuff all the trophies the accolades and stuff like that was rob like whenever i walked in and we would chill downstairs and whatnot and too like whenever we would go whenever i'd go to your place and we would start hooping if your brother was in town it was like uh-huh. one dude that was like man, I hope this guy doesn't jump in. He's, he's going to cook us. Like, just from the things that I've heard, I've never even seen the guy play. Like, so. Dude, and I know we have, my dad has tons of DVDs of, like, his highlight reel in high school for basketball. Mm-hmm. And when I moved out to my first apartment, I snagged me one of the DVDs, made sure yeah. I brought it with. I remember talking with uh, Jessica's dad one time about basketball. And uh, I think it was when we, when, uh, we were living together. And I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, my brother played. He's really good. I have one of his highlight, you know, tapes, his DVDs. And he was like, I'll bring it over. I was like, shoot, all right, next time I'm bringing this thing over. I'll show that thing to anybody who would watch it. You know, I remember even the dudes in the neighborhood we played ball with, I'd be like, shoot, I got this highlight reel. I'll show you something real quick, show you what my brother is about. I'm sure and they loved it. it. Dude, he was just, he was crazy. He was fun. It was, all his highlight reel was fun to watch. And I remember probably the maybe the last, not the last time I had to play with them, but I think one of my favorite times we played together, he was in, when I was in high school, he was in town. Uh, I think it was like Christmas break or something for college. And uh, we went over to the high school, Porridge High School, to run that open gym, you know, six to nine open gym that we used to go to all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember. And uh, it was me, him, and uh, Daniel Paulson. He went to Portage too. He was another Portage guy. I've heard of the guy. I just, I can't put a face to the name. Yeah, and... Uh, think we were somebody else but our fifth that we picked up we picked up lawrence lawrence was hanging out oh, there and i was geez. like hey come run with us bro we did not lose i don't know dude and lawrence it wasn't like was it wasn't like we didn't lose it was just like i was just i could just take off plays and then my brother was like come on man. all right now then he gave me the ball we're up like you do something now and then he let me cook you know and set me picks and i remember this one play i came through i think i came up a pick or i crossed somebody and you know that like move i used to do my first step i'd either do a ball fake to the right or left or throw it up mm-hmm. and get somebody to jump right or left or jump up yeah i did that and when i stepped in somebody stepped to my right so i did like a layup on the left hand side but with my right hand so i had to like turn a little bit and it went in smooth 
And he he looked at me. He was like, "I just did that move a few plays ago." I was like, "I'm too. I, I didn't think about it. I just did." He said, like, "Stop trying to be like me. Stop <laughs> <laughs> trying to be like me." I was like, I, "Don't be mad because I did it smooth." That's dope. I never got a chance to play with it. He might have like. I do remember vividly. There was one time we were playing basketball at your place, and I think. We were either playing – no, no, no. We were playing two-on-two. Two. It's the picture with me, and then Damien's <laughs> guarding me, and then you're down the post, like posting up Caleb. Yeah. Caleb still used to play basketball, and your brother was watching, and he was in flip-flops. Yeah. And I remember that whole time, one, I was cooking Damien, so Damien's delicious. <laughs> I mean, you already know the deal. I was just in my head. I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm giving this dude a total package. Rob's about to see this shit. He's going <laughs> to step up, and I'm going to play his ass. I don't even care. He's like six inches taller than me, but I'm going at him. It never happened. He never he never played. He's like, nah, he, man, I got sandals on. Do you see what a creature has in sandals? Dude? He probably would have. Bro, I was cooking people in sandals <laughs> in the old neighborhood. Yeah, Not your dude. place, though, but. Dude, I remember the one time. Obviously, growing up, he showed me all types of, of moves. And, you know, most of my package was from watching him or, like, him teaching me stuff. But I remember he came back from college one time. And it was probably maybe, like, my junior year in high school. I don't know. It was one of the years where I felt really good, like, we were playing a lot. I was going to open gym a lot. Mm-hmm. Shot was on. I felt like I was, you know, my stamina was good. Like I could run the whole time. Like I felt yeah. good. And I was like, you know, and he was playing college football. So I was like, man, he doesn't play very often. Like I know they play like intramural basketball and stuff. But I was like, I told him, all right, let's play. And we, we went to my aunt's house to play. And he was like, all right, man, listen, I've never given you 100%. You're getting 100% right now. We're playing for real. And uh, listen, I scored. Out of the three or four games we played, I scored once. But God. that one shot I to the, was a, one of the best shots of my life. It was a move that he taught me, mm-hmm. and I hit it with him, and I really hit him with it. And, you know, he it was a contested jump shot. Like, I didn't break his ankles or anything. It was a contested shot, but it went in. And I was like, let's go. And the score was like 18 to 3. And I was like, <laughs> let's go. You know, I hit a three. I was so high. He was like, all right, check up. And then probably blocked me or ripped me and just <laughs> splashed a three for game. And he was all right, you know, cut that I out. But... Next game. <laughs> you felt the momentum swinging right there and your brother was just not even sweating. Yeah, he was like, all right, let's go. He's like, all right, that's, that's four games. I'm done. Man. You, you scored once, you're happy. I was like, I am. I am happy. Um, you can't take this from me. I'm about to ask uh, Rob about that next time I talk to him, see if he can uh, vouch for that. But uh, he, he remembers. I, <laughs> I bring it up every now and then. He'll be like, yeah, yeah, you got that one shot. Still stings oh, yeah. to this day. Yeah, I know I got that one shot. But, so, uh, yeah, so that's my top ten. I know I got some honorable mentions. I, I feel like I want to say. Go uh, ahead. Didn't make it. it, but, you know, hot I've sauce seen, I've seen your one. list. It's a little disrespectful, but go ahead. Hot sauce is an okay. honorable mention. And, and one makes tape tour. We used to, I used to watch this stuff all the time. I had even the. The uh, NBA Street. What was that? Hey, I don't know if it was NBA Street. The video no, game on PlayStation was, Two. It was a. It was an actual basketball game. It was and one basketball. I had it, it for Xbox, and it had a DVD with it too. Yeah, so I had that. Too. Hey, hot sauces. I, I watched them a lot back when when that was like the hype. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't know why you're coming at my honorable mentions. You know, saying they're disrespectful and whatnot. I mean, like, we, we all know why. Go ahead. But uh, I do, you know, Dame Lillard in, in my honorable mentions because he's cold. I like to watch him. You know, and I had him up there. I mean, I've, I've moved people up and down. This is pretty much my list from the beginning, but I just moved people in and out of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. And then I got Steph Curry in there. You know, I the dude's crazy. 
you know, I can't deny that. And being a shooter myself, that's what I like to do when I play. His shooting is, is ridiculous. It's dumb. So it's like I like watching it, but I don't because they were just smoking everybody for such a long time. Um, and one of the favorite highlight reels I like to watch is uh, High School John Wall. And that dude was wild in high school. I've never seen his high school highlights. Are they that crazy? Yeah, yeah. It, it just looks like everybody's standing still. And he's just like blowing by. I mean, because he was super fast. So what, he just blowing by everyone, just booming it on everyone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just mess. It was like at one point, it's just like he's playing with these dudes. Yeah, that's something I meant to look up because I've never seen that shit. Yeah, yeah, so, you check it out. Look, looking at this list, I mean, honestly, you could interchange a lot of these players. Yeah. I mean, looking at this, it's like even if you took out like T Mac and you wanted to put Curry in there, which they're both Hall of Fame caliber players. Well, T Mac's already in the Hall of Fame. Like, you still couldn't be mad. Like, they're still mm-hmm. very, very good players. So. Um, yeah, dude, it's not a bad list. I mean, I like it. We both have similar lists, uh, but I will probably go into a little bit more detail on why I chose the players I chose. Uh, right. so I'm just, I cannot wait for the hate to start rolling in. <laughs> we'll get done listening to this shit. So, uh, before we get into my list, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. So we will be right back. Okay, folks, we're going to get right into my list and in honor of the late, great Kobe Bryant, it is his birthday. So, RIP to my man, very, very iconic player in my life. Uh, He is undoubtedly my favorite player of all time, the best basketball player I have ever seen, just because of the impact he had on me, like literally from the time I could comprehend basketball all the way up until he retired. That was my dude. From his swagger, uh, his game-winning shots, the championship run. I mean, when, when they had their three P from 2000, 2002, I mean, like that's who I saw the most between him and, and Allen Iverson, like Kobe was my guy. And I really didn't get a chance to watch many of like his, his live games because with us being here, every home game in LA started like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So whenever those games would come on, I want to watch. My parents would be like, no, you got to go to bed. School is tomorrow. So I'd always have to catch a highlight or whatever. But obviously, if they played during the holidays, like Christmas Day games or whenever they were on the road, like I was definitely watching him. So between him and then another player on my list, Shaq, like universally known, most dominant player in the league, period. Not in the league, in history. The Diesel. The Diesel. I mean, the most I actually just saw some earlier today on Instagram where he dunked on dude from New York oh, and yeah. literally was like piggyback riding his ass <laughs> and then landed and threw him, pushed him. Literally the most disrespectful dunk I've ever seen. Riff. Riff. Like, yeah, I mean, if I was a white dude, I would have definitely been looking for a call because, I mean, what was he going to do? He wasn't going to fight Shaq. Shaq would have just literally destroyed him, turned him into dust right there. <laughs> so, yeah, Kobe and Shaq are one-two punch for me because of the legacy they left in L.A. I wish they would have stayed together longer because when they lost to the Pistons in 04, I was very, very sad and upset. But I had so many of my boys like, man, I'm tired of Lakers winning all the time. I want the Pistons <laughs> to win. I'm like, all right, whatever, bro. You're just a freaking hater. Uh, <clears throat> Dude, well, before so, you move on, the, yeah. one of the, the Kobe that I didn't mention in mine because I knew you're a huge Kobe fan, so I figured you'd go more into Kobe mm-hmm. uh, than I would. But uh, – to some of his coldest things that he did, dude, that 
Matt Barnes, when he tried to throw, he faked the ball at his face, and my man didn't flinch an inch. Yes. And people kept trying to say, well, he he wasn't uh, – he didn't actually do it towards him. I'm like, listen, well, if you watched the game, they actually got into a scuffle yeah. before that inbound. And, I mean, there was nobody to pass it to underneath the basket. So he was for sure trying to make Kobe flinch. And dude was literally just standing there like three inches from his face. Ice Did cold. not even move. Ice cold. Like nothing ever happened. But, yeah. There's so many great, like, Kobe moments. Like, I just – I could literally dedicate a whole segment to his shit. But probably the most iconic one for me – Disclaimer, they lost the series. Okay, I was very salty about it. But in 2006, they did not have a good squad. It was literally just – it was the Kobe show from, like, 2005 to (laughs) 2007. And in 2006, in the first round, they were up 2-1 on the Suns in uh, the first round of the playoffs. And he hits a a game-tying shot to go into overtime and then hits the game winner in overtime when they're down by one. And it was, like – I remember watching, that was like one game that I watched live and it was the the craziest shit I've ever seen. I was super, super excited. It's just, unfortunately they lost series because that was one of those games that Kobe took off. He didn't show up in like the last like three games of the, of the series. So, but was that so a, was, was those games the one where he had that, he had that steal on Steve Nash at like half quarter or something like that too. Yeah. So the inbound was, to supposed to go to Steve Nash. Smush Parker got a hand on it. Smush Parker. Good old Smush Parker. <laughs> <laughs> and then gave it to Kobe. And then Kobe does like this running like layup to the right side. Should have been an N1, but and it was crazy, dude. The the crowd was so loud. And another thing before I forget too is of of all the years I got a chance to watch him play, I you know, I, I had goals. I'm like, oh, I want to go to LA and watch Kobe play. Like at some point in time. And then when he had announced his retirement season, uh, my dad, on um, one of the Christmases, it had to have been, it had to have been either, oh, it had to have been the Christmas of 2016, because that was his last season played, and then that season would have ended in April or May. So my dad actually surprised me with tickets on uh, Christmas with Kobe and the Lakers, their last game in Chicago. And I remember... I mean, dude, this was only five years ago. So I'm like 24 years old. I was literally crying. Like I was like just so filled with emotion. I I was going to get a chance to watch my idol play for the last time, you know, period. And it was so awesome. The energy was crazy. Like everyone was chanting MVP. Everyone was chanting (laughs) Kobe. Like it was just, it was everything I would have imagined because I don't know if too many people can dispute this, but whenever Kobe in his prime went to another person's arena and he was getting buckets or shooting free throws, it didn't matter. Like he was getting MVP chance in the opposing team's arena. There is no other player that I can remember in my time that was getting MVP chance by the opposing team. I didn't hear that shit from Jordan. LeBron does definitely doesn't get that because <laughs> too many people hate him. And like, there's just, there was never anything like it. So, I'm kind of going off on a tangent with Kobe and Shaq. So I'm going to move on. Allen Iverson is another one. Uh, just like you, super iconic for me. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitch, my handle is X the answer. It is modeled after Allen Iverson and his nickname, the answer. The namesake. I mean, he was the smallest dude on the court. It didn't matter. He was going at everybody. 
He scored at a high clip. I wish he would have won a ring. When he beat the Lakers in 2001, I was like, okay, this might be a problem because dude dropped 48. <laughs> and too. he was literally the only one on the team with a bunch of freaking, like, you know, Walmart greeters on the team. So <laughs> the team was buns, bro. Like, <laughs> so bad. So, and then, like you said, when he transitioned to Denver, I thought, I was like, dude, that's crazy, but he's going to be with Melo. So they got to be good. But, you know, unfortunately, they didn't win nothing. So, but to this day, like, Allen Iverson is one player that will forever stick in my mind with Kobe and Shaq. So <clears throat> going on to, my next two that are part of the, the young bloods that you've already mentioned, Zion and Luca. So since we already kind of dabbled into Luca, I'll just shortly reiterate the same stuff we just said, but I mean, he's super smooth. His step back, his crossover, his charisma, I, more times than not, he's having so much fun on the court. I just love watching him play because there is no other player like him in the league. And same goes with Zion. Zion's just this, I mean, he's, did he just turn 20? He's either 20 or 21. He's like 6'8", he's 280, and he's got like a 45-inch vert. He's (laughs) fast for his size. Like, he's one of those, when he's going into the land or dunking, like, yeah, you can go ahead and meet him at the rim. He's (laughs) literally going to move you out of the way. Like, it doesn't matter. So... He's up there for me. I loved watching him in college because he was so um, social media famous going into Duke. And Duke is obviously already like a world-renowned school. Like everybody knows what Duke is. Just the plays that he would make. Unfortunately, they didn't win the national title. But the the stuff that he was doing and the crowds he was lifting, it was just insane. I just loved watching him play. Um. Didn't he, uh, didn't he step out of his shoe? Like That dude has so much yeah. explosiveness. Dude, him. Ripped through a whole Nike shoe. First game against North Carolina, I think it was like 20 seconds in. He barely even got past like the first few minutes of the game. Dude caught it at the top of the key, turned, and blew out of his shoe. <laughs> and they said Nike sales went down after <laughs> yeah. that happened. Shoot, hit the stocks hard. Yeah, seriously, like, damn. I was like, if Zion blew that through that shoe, I was like, well, bro, you ain't Zion, so you ain't blowing through your Nike shoes. Just nah. relax. Yeah, yeah, you okay. too. Um, so we got the young cats out the way. Another one I think is like a wild card. Not too many people will agree with me on this, but Rip Richard Hamilton from the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> like, I know Reggie Miller was probably the first one to do the ten thousand screens. Uh, rolling off picks and uh, catch and shoot, all that stuff. But I didn't, one, I didn't really like Reggie Miller like that. And two, I didn't watch him too much. So Rip Hamilton, I got a chance to watch him play more live, like during their 04 run. And obviously when they played the Lakers in the finals, but I never seen a dude, his go-to shot was just, he'd come off a screen, catch it, like, two-point mid-range, and just, it was a bucket every time. And then when I first saw him with the mask on, because this dude played with a mask, I was like, damn, I want to play with a mask. But then <laughs> as I got older, I realized, I was like, oh, that's to protect his face. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Never mind, it's not that cool anymore. Um, he made that mask famous. He did, though. He did, though. For anyone else that's been watching basketball like we have, I mean, you've seen Kyrie wear a mask, mask LeBron, Kobe, yeah. and... That's probably about it. Other people wore masks, <laughs> but we don't really care about them. So 
Uh, next on my list, uh, I do have a personal favorite, just like you, but you already know him. Uh, my buddy Marcos Cabrales. A- anybody go. in our circle of friends knew how cold this dude was on the basketball court. The first time I met him, okay, <laughs> he only lived like four or five houses down from me. There was a basketball game that we all played called NBA Street Volume 2. And there was a move called uh, the slip and slide. So basically you would <laughs> you would put it between your legs to the front and you would kind of roll to the ground, like do a side roll and then like bring the ball with you. So technically I guess you could call it traveling, but whatever. It was a street ball game. So for a while I was like, man, I want to try this move. And like I got closer and closer to perfecting it, right? And my buddy that also lived in the neighborhood, Matt Sternberg, he is the one that brought Marcos over to my house because he knew that we were all hooping. So he's like, hey, this is uh, Marcos. He just moved in the neighborhood. And uh, he's like, hey, um, you know that uh, move you've been trying to do, the slip and slide on that basketball game? He can do it. And, like, afterwards, like, my demeanor just, just changed. Like, oh, yeah, for real? Like, it's just like, no, you I can't. Bet. Like, yeah, bet. Like, I, do, I can do it, bro. You can't do it. <laughs> but this dude, to this day, he's still one of my best friends, you know, lives in Chicago. He's doing great things with his family. But at the time when we all played basketball, this dude was, he was so fast. He was only like five, six, five, seven, but was the only one in our circle of friends that I believe that he could boom it on anybody, you know? Um, yeah. He bunnies for sure. He had crazy bunnies. He was, like I said, he was fast. He was a strong dude, uh, great defense. Um, and he's just, He's one of my. He was one of my favorite people to play ball with. Whenever we were playing pickle games, if if I didn't have him on my team, I did not want to be guarded against this dude because he was just he was a problem. He was fast and his stamina was stupid. He goes all day, dude. It was so dumb, dude. Um, but move you out the way with one hand too. Like get out of here. Get the jump over you. Get the rebound. And his shot was so quick because he really shot it from from his shoulder, and he he only maybe extended his forearm, I don't know, maybe about like 20, 30 degrees. So it wasn't very much, but he would fling it because I would always see his like wrist snap. And sometimes he would mess around and do a high arc. It didn't matter. It was always going in. It was, it was crazy. This, there wasn't a thing this kid couldn't do on the basketball court. And I know like when he tried out for, for high school basketball and didn't get picked, I, I like, I knew it was a bunch of bullshit. Like he definitely should have been on the team. Like he was one of the the best players that I ever saw, especially out of the group that got chosen, you know, for freshman basketball. Yeah, um, so some politics, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. I don't care what anybody says. Like he definitely should have been on there, and he just got slighted. Um, so shout out Marcos, I, man. I haven't played with him or talked to him in a while, but he was definitely he was definitely a fun one to hoop with for sure. Yeah, that's. Yeah, still to to this day, one of my best friends, even though I don't talk to him as much. I mean, I got him for anything he would ever need. And to round off this list is, like you said earlier, if you were a Kobe fan at the time, you couldn't root for LeBron. And if you were a LeBron fan, you couldn't root for Kobe. It didn't matter. But LeBron rounds off my list. And yeah, initially, (laughs) initially, like, yes, we would go back and forth saying, like how I would defend Kobe, you would defend LeBron. I'm like, no, bro. Like, let's look at the tapes. Like, LeBron tries to guard Kobe. Kobe saucing him. It don't matter. Like, LeBron's just big. Like, he just ain't good enough. 
but putting all that aside, like just seeing like his total body of work. Okay. We're not, we're not talking about the championships. Okay. So MJ fans, fanboys, let's just calm down a little bit in his what 18th season now going into his 18th season. Like he's had the longest, um, if you want to call it prime, but at, at playing at an elite level, you know, for so long, taking care of his body, barely having any injuries. I mean, the worst injury he had was when he pulled his hamstring the first season with the Lakers and towards like the end of the season, he missed like 18, 20 games or something, but he does get a bad, bad rap by just the basketball community in general. I mean, to be labeled the chosen one, even though he kind of self-proclaimed that and tattooed it on himself, but you know, the tabloids and the media was running with it and to kind of live up to those expectations, you know, and just deliver time and time again, like this man's never done any wrong as far as like off the court stuff. Like, like you said, at the end of his career, like you can't help, but just like look back and be like, man, this guy sustained this level of excellence for this long, you know, regardless of if you feel like he was seeking help or they were teaming and stuff like that, like that's besides the point because the game is so different now than when it was played when Jordan played. And the best way I can compare that is the people from MJ's generation. And you really can't deny this is when they went to work, most the, the major mentality was like you stayed in your lane, you did your job and that was it, right? You didn't question the higher ups. You didn't take matters into your own hand. Like, you know, I would say a majority of people don't really do that or didn't do that. So that was kind of like MJ, like these guys, they were at the mercy of the owners and the, uh, the GMs. So you went where you went and you played where you played and, and that was it. And you, you worked with the cards you were dealt with. So with LeBron, like, he played so well for Cleveland for so long and going up against juggernauts, like, you know, a great organization like the San Antonio Spurs after a while, he's like, you know what? Like no one, no one's going to care if his loyalty to the Cavs was so great. And he ends up not winning a title because at the end of the day, they're going to talk about, he didn't win a title, but he stayed loyal. Like, I'm sorry, but that just, that doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't think being loyal to a team supersedes you chasing after the ultimate goal as a professional, which is winning a world title. So I brought this up to you the other day that I have a little analogy that kind of goes hand in hand with today's, at least our generation Mm -hmm. is when our parents were younger or even grandparents, when, when you were 18, what, what usually happened after high school, you, you either moved out or you got a job. So you kind of like built your own name, right? And if everything turned out well, you got your own house, you, uh, you know, started a family and everything went well, right? But now in today's age, uh, and even your parents can attest to this, is that when you're done with school and you're still in college and stuff like that, instead of like moving out or starting a career or going to the mill, railroad, whatever the case may be, I feel like it's more common now that parents are like, oh, hey, stay home, save some money. And when you're ready, you can move out or 
you know, even kids just by default, they're just staying with their parents so they can be in a better position to succeed. So I compare what the adults back in the day, uh, what they were doing to what MJ does. So if the ultimate goal for MJ was to stay in his organization, get a championship, and he did that, that's a great accomplishment, right? Same thing like if our parents from back in the day, they moved out at 18, they got a house when they were like 20, 21, great accomplishment. They met the ultimate goal per se. Mm -hmm. So with LeBron, and let's say for your kids, right? Your kids, they stayed with you until they were like 25, 26 or whatever. And they moved out and had enough money to buy their own home. And they re they reached the ultimate goal. That's what they accomplished. Does does the fact that they stayed home and accumulated more money and, and put themselves in the best position like LeBron tries to do, does that diminish what that kid accomplished by buying that house? Uh, no, it doesn't. You don't hear your parents walking around saying, well, well, our lives were, our accomplishments were a little bit better. Our lives were a little bit better off because, well, we built it from the ground up. We moved out when we were 18. We didn't have no help. No, your parents in the long run are going to be like, man, I'm so glad that you were able to accomplish this and see what happens when, you know, you kind of uh, plan things out a little bit better or you set yourself up in a better position. That's essentially what LeBron James is doing. He he got tired of staying put in one spot. He wanted to take matters into his own hands. He wanted to put himself in the best position to win. And yeah, he did not win every time, which people will slight him for, but at the end of the day, he still was able to accomplish his goals of winning a championship and multiple championships. And that's what the historians are going to talk about uh, later on after he retires. So that kind of rounds off uh, the end of my list. So my honorable mentions, and I know I was already giving you <clears throat> shit for this because I did not include them in here, or maybe I did is the Splash Brothers, uh, Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors. They're like fun if, to watch, dude. If, if you want, if anybody wants an example of how basketball is played now, as far as spreading the floor, the three ball, it's a little excessive now, but it's basically modeled after, excuse me, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I mean, these dudes are prolific shooters, not just three-point shooters. These cats could literally shoot anywhere in the gym they are great ball handlers they can shoot off of screens they have great off the ball movement and that's how the game's played now and like watching them play like i know a couple of my buddies they they don't like it because they're like oh they ruin the game they all, all people do is just jack up threes now well i mean you can't help i mean they couldn't help that they played to their strengths and to what best suited them yeah. And the league saw that and they're like, oh, maybe we should start playing like that. That's not their fault. You know? No, um, man. And my man, Clay Thompson, has one of the craziest stats to me in history when he dropped like 50 something and he dribbled the ball like 13 times or something, like something stupid low for that many points. Yeah, I I just can't like I'm about to I'm about to look at it right now. Because that, that is crazy. Like, you think people that are scoring that much, like 20, 30, even though, like, once you get over 30 points, I expect it, like, you're the ball handler, like, you're taking care, like, you took the game over. Like, my man did it with 13 dribbles and dropped a stupid amount of points by just catch, shoot. His only dribbling was, like, 
pump fake, dribble to the side, hit the shot. Like yes. stuff like that. It's crazy. So I'll just name off a couple stats from Clay Thompson for those of you that, you know, want to sweep it under the rug. <laughs> Clay Thompson is the only player to ever score sixty points in under thirty minutes. He did not play the fourth quarter. Which shame on Steve Kerr for that. You should have played him and to try and break a record, even if it wasn't going to be 100 points. Um, Another one was, let's see, when he scored 60 points, he had the ball in his hand for a total of 88 seconds for the entire game. (laughs) That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. That don't make no sense. Like, I mean, he's, clearly not the primary ball handler that's Steph Curry. So to amount that many points in just such such a short amount of time without even really touching the ball that much, it's just absolutely insane. Um, what was his other stat line? 37 points in a quarter. I think that's, that's the highest point total in any quarter in the history of the NBA. It's just, the, the stuff that he can do without actually being the primary ball handler is just, it's ridiculous. And I know some people will say, well, he probably wouldn't be that same player if Steph Curry wasn't there. Well, I mean, well, he's there. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's just like, why can't you just be in awe for what's going on? Yeah. So, Didn't he have, he has like the most threes made in the game. Didn't he said that against the Bulls too? Yeah. I think he had 14. I just remember. Somebody like passing up a wide open fast break layup to turn around and just kick it to him again. Yes, Clay Thompson, fourteen threes versus the Bulls three years ago. It's just <laughs> what? That's a lot of threes, man. It's a lot of threes, and I think in that game they call him Headband Clay because I think he got his forehead split open. He got injured on some play. He was bleeding, so he was out for part of the game, and then he comes back in, rocks a headband proceeds to drop all 14 threes on the bull's head. So it's just crazy. Um, and then another current favorite of mine now, I don't even know if he made my top 10, to be honest with you, but it, like I said, a lot of these players are just interchangeable for me, is Damian Lillard. He is, if there's anybody close to Steph Curry, as far as shot making and creating their own shot, it's Damian Lillard. Like he just he has a swagger, he barely has any help on the freaking Trailblazers, you know. Shout out to C.J. McCollum, but he, I don't know, man. I just I don't see that team winning a title the way that they're constructed, and you know I love that backcourt of C.J. and Dame, but yeah. Dame is just a one once in a generation talent. And it's just like, you know, he's in his early 30s now. He can't be in his prime forever, so something's got to give. He's going to be chasing the ring soon. So that that basically rounds off my basketball list. I don't know, have we uh, forgotten any lost souls out there? I'm sure we've made a lot of people upset. Oh, yeah, somebody's going to be upset. (laughs) So, you know, we we already got boys that are literally only like, three or four years older than us that just praise MJ. MJ is going to have his own, own segment. Okay. So yeah, don't, don't worry, guys. he'll so, have his own, his own episode. Obviously the debate, uh, as much as I like the both of them, you know, Dan will be the debater for LeBron James in a future episode as I will be for Michael Jordan. 
Although I'd like to change him out and put Kobe, but not a lot of people put Kobe as a top two player. So it's fine. I'll take MJ. So I really did enjoy this segment here. It was different from the last one. It's not a serious. It was right, more yeah. fun, more debatable. So we're definitely going to link or at least post our list on Instagram. So when you guys get a chance, go ahead and follow us. If you haven't already at no script underscore podcast. Um, if you want to keep up with future episodes, you can follow me or Dan at our Instagrams as well. And then Dan, I think you said that you just made the Facebook page, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just made a Facebook page. So if we're friends on Facebook, I've already sent you an invite. But if not, you can find No Script on uh, on Facebook. Give us a like. And if you can't find it, just send me a message or hit me up. I'll invite you to the page. You know, we're gonna everything we post on Instagram, we're gonna post on that Facebook too. Just, you know, for people who don't see it on Instagram or don't have Instagram, you know, it'll be on Facebook. All right, cool. So thank you again for a, another great episode. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Join us again next week as we drop another one. This has been the No Script Podcast. We out. Still screaming. Still screaming.